Welcome to the Future Church Podcast, powered by Exponential, a podcast about innovative and emerging ideas in the North American church. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions to the local church, and we are seeking to discover and highlight new and effective ways that churches can impact our world with the gospel. For more information about Exponential's resources and upcoming events, visit exponential.org. Hi, and welcome back to the Future Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us on this episode. I am Carrie Williams. Today, I'm your host, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Nick Crawford with Common Thread. I originally got to work with Nick uh, back in 2021 when we started Exponential Ventures, and he was one of the first round projects that we had that participated in a Shark Tank-like event that we hosted Um, back in May of 2021. And so I'm excited to introduce you to Nick Crawford. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Nick, would you just start off by telling our listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah, um, my name is Nick Crawford, originally from Memphis. Um, At 18, I came to Birmingham, um, where I played baseball at UAB, a local college. And I've lived in downtown Birmingham ever since. I'm 33 now. And after a lot of years of doing lots of different things, um, got married. Um, I have four boys. My wife's name is Catherine. I have four boys named McCall, Halen, Lawler, and Constant. And uh, a German shepherd named Honey. So she's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit about me. Those are great names. You guys are super creative. I'm just saying. Thank you. Uh, so, Nick, you you started Common Thread. The Common Thread Initiative is, um, uh, you know, kind of what we've been calling it, but Common Thread. So, I want you to fill people in on kind of the, you know, the five thousand foot view of what is Common Thread. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and there was a there was a group of us that started Common Thread back, I guess. 10 years ago, roughly, maybe give or take. And just the desire to honestly do life together in our homes, create in the workspace and also the social space and bring mission, bring Jesus into those spaces and trying to do it together with people. And so that's really how it started. Now it is in its simplest form. We serve missional spaces, people, businesses and ministries in any way we possibly can. So whether that's an admin um, place, networks or resources, connecting them to the right people, or just being that that person for them that says you're not crazy and um, you have a community around you. So the the group of people that are involved with Common Thread that are that are co-leading this thing, uh, tell me what you know the average, you know, week month looks like as far as helping cultivate these relationships and businesses and relationships with Jesus and one another and community. Um, what does it look like? What are the tangibles that if someone else was looking at the model of what you're doing, um, what are the tangibles that you would say are very specific key things that you guys implement? I know you mentioned a space, mm-hmm. you mentioned, um, you know, some, some help as far as advice and put those kind of things. And so just talk about 
what those things look like. Yeah, I'll try not to go too crazy out there a while, but um, in its in its simplest form, common thread over the years through people coming on board, we've been able to establish just a lot of networks of people that we know that many others that are just getting going in their ministry or business don't know. So whether that's just a connection of with a new business owner that can mentor us or whether it's resources or it's legal or it's all these things that make people fearful of, I don't know what to do next. We really serve in that role of we can get you to that next spot. Um, also over the years, we've been able to create, I would say like missional spaces that um, allow community to happen on a day-to-day basis. One of those is our coffee shop called Seeds Coffee Company and the hub that's connected with it. And in that space, of course, coffee every day draws people, but a co-working space that has different offices you can rent out that has just people that can rent a membership. And then, um, you know, lastly, somewhere where our businesses can, yeah, just start their day yet. Um, another place that we've worked on is called the Cultural Center. Um, kind of think of it as like an outdoor mall in a way to where somewhere like that attracts different businesses that everyone wants to come to. So our space at the cultural center is to attract different missional um, organizations that are all doing great work and have a central space to where the need of the community or the community has needs of options, different education, sports, mentoring, that they can all come to that space to get that. Um, And so really our day-to-day from Common Thread is to equip our business leaders that are under our umbrella or connected with us and getting them the resources and networks they need to be successful. So here's here's a technical question, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, but are you a 501c3? Yes. Okay. So you're, you're, you're an official organization. Yeah. So we are 501c3. Um, the nonprofit is more of an umbrella. And then under it, it owns these LLCs that are led by directors that are operating autonomously with their own budget and running their day to day. And so a director of our landscaping company has created his own budget that they're running a business that does started out with $7,000 grant in a 300,000 mile truck with a Hulk smash in it. And now they're doing 350,000 plus in revenue a year. And he is running that autonomously. And we get to be a part of that journey with him. Um, we stay file under our 990 every single year and everything under our organization handles that for our business leaders. Wow. Uh, did you, when you, when you guys started out 10 years ago, did you dream that it would kind of grow into the almost like a mushroom, I would say, of, mm-hmm. of what it is now as far as, you know, a level of significant community de- development, I would say, opportunities for employment for people in your community, um, walking alongside and community with others, and then pointing them to Jesus along the way. Is that, is it, does it look like what you thought it would look like 10 years ago? Um, Let's see. Yeah. And yes and no. Some people thought it could. It's been it's been hard. It's had its really great things to it and it's been hard. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, a joy. There has been so many incredible things that have happened that we'll cherish forever and be able to take to the kingdom with us one day. And then there's just been great disappointments or hurts, you know, and I think that's just life. And so thankful for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so. isn't that the truth? 
Yeah. I think that comes with anything that we do. And, and you're right. right, just in life in general. Um, so talk to me a, a little bit about, about the Jesus element in all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys associated or connected with a specific church or churches? Um, is it, you know, traditional church models, home churches, everything between? What's the, what's the faith element in all of this look like for you guys as you try to make disciples? Yeah, absolutely. That's been a, you know, a journey for us. It's, it's been a real, it's been a real journey there. Um, Cause we would identify the church as the people of God all throughout our city. And so whether that's you attend somewhere on a Sunday or do home church or do that, that's not, it's not really important to us as far as like something that we're just attacking. We're saying like, if you're connected with Jesus, you have some capacity, you want to be involved. How do we, help you live a life that's thriving and near to God. And if you want to use that in, you know, mentoring someone or if it's your giving or if it's, you know, leveraging your business or if it's hiring someone that everyone has a capacity that they can give and they want to give. But we feel like that we have to identify what that capacity is and bless them in it. And so, you know, that's, that's something that we've just really tried to learn over the years is what are we for? And, um, and that's just been a journey. And so there's been a lot of like church organizations that have supported us and that are connected and that that's all over the spectrum of denomination. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question. It does. That's good. So you mentioned you wanted to help people identify, oh man, I lost the word. Identify. Was their, it their capacity or capacity? where they yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and help them execute it. And so how do you do that? How do you, how do you find those people? You know, how do you, how do you grow in that manner? And then how do you help them identify that capacity? Yeah, that's a great question. I think each person is is so different in day-to-day life. You meet new people. So I'm sure the giftings come in here. I always tell people I'm good at two things, really. I'm good at connecting and acquiring things are kind of my my two gifts. And so I seem to be able to connect with people better than others do and others do think better than I do. And so, um, but when someone comes in and says, I want to be involved, I think it's just getting to know that person and say, how do you want to be involved? Um, A lot of our leaders are business leaders and they're like, "I, I need employment. I'm struggling here. I want to hire people. And I want to bless this community that is underserved or doesn't have as many options, but I don't know how to get to that level when I'm running a business every single day and I have to hire someone I don't know and all of these things. So they're like, you know, I want to hire someone. Well, that's great. That's a capacity that they want to be involved and hire. So now our job would be, can we get them someone that's reliable that we're mentoring on a day-to-day basis? And what does that look like? And so that's a capacity. Um, some is just like, I support your work and I want to give to it and I want to help build the curriculum long-term. So one of the things that we're doing is an auto mechanic shop that trains young people. Well, I have no clue how to do that. <laughs> no clue. Um, but we can provide the space as common thread where people will come and then we can see if they are reliable at school on day to day and teach them the very basics such as, what does this tool do? You know, what does this tape measure? And then uh, a dealership would be able to take them at age 18 and then pay for their upper level development. So that's just two different capacities that 
that people can help in. Some are like, I'll donate this amount of materials a year and you can always count on me for that. Or I'll donate this amount of labor a year and you can count on me. And so trying to get on people's schedule, what works best for them and just saying like, thank you so much. This is a huge part of building God's kingdom together and people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? So tell me how many LLCs do you guys have under your umbrella? Um, put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> just it's, an estimate. Yeah, it's somewhere about, I'd say, eight to ten. That's fantastic. Thank you. All right. So if if somebody's listening and they're thinking, man, I'd love to get something like this started in my in my local context, in my city, in my town. Um, what are the first steps that you would recommend that someone do? I mean, other than obviously, we'll give. We'll, we'll point them back to you to have conversations personally, but yeah. what, what advice would you give them? Hmm. Uh, start with the next right thing. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is slow and the next right thing. All of us are go-getters. I think for the most part, I want to do something just huge and it just doesn't start that way. Um, there's a lot of failures. There's a lot more failures than there are successes. So what is your next right thing to do? And um, I think what our goal is, is to, when someone comes in and wants to start something, you know, as practical as, do I start a nonprofit? Well, okay, let's, let's talk through that. Here's some benefits of a nonprofit as opposed to an LLC, as opposed to a benefit corporation. All three are different and they're all really important, which one you start with. And so we want to make sure that the next right thing, at least that you're educated, you have the right information to read through, and then you can take that next right step. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say once you have this vision, that's incredible. It's beautiful. It's from the Lord. What is the next right thing to do? Because I just feel like so many times we get overwhelmed. Life is extremely difficult um, and we can just do the next right thing. Yeah. I love that. I think that's brilliant advice. Um, I also love that you hit on the fact that there'll be probably more failures than successes. And that that comes with the territory of pretty much blazing any kind of trail. And so um, I think it's encouraging to be reminded that that's normal and it's okay. And to keep going and not give up because the fruit is, uh, significant, you know, and, and it lasts anything that's worth doing is hard. And yeah. so, um, Nick, talk to me about kind of the life change or the fruit that you've seen in the body of Christ that you work with, like, um, when it comes to them drawing closer to Jesus and communing with God, what, what kind of uh, things are you seeing as, um, I don't want to say a byproduct cause it's not, a, <laughs> that's not the, right term, but, um, just as fruit from, from all that yeah. you've done so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say we're, we, you know, we started out as a very young community, um, young kids, young people. <laughs> and I think we're just now getting into the phase of knowing, like finding out who we are as individuals and God declaring who we are. Um, I felt like we were, uh, I don't know what this lady was. She does an incredible podcast, but she talks about the spiritual boomerang. Um, and she used to talk about it with kids. When, right when she got married, she was like, when I have kids, I'm not going to do that. 
And uh, <laughs> she said when she has kids, very similar to me, is my kids weren't going to have a pacifier. And then on my first boy, night two, he had a pacifier. And I remember <laughs> saying that. And it's like this spiritual judgment boomerang that you throw and you throw it one day and then it comes back and hits you right in the face. And so I would say the development (laughs) as far as growing nearer to God is God declaring us who we are and teaching us that we don't know what we think we know. Um, And that (laughs) humbling us a lot in that, but he's just like, I don't leave you in during that process, but you will learn really quickly that if that judgment's going to come back on you one day, whether it's you put that on someone else or you wrap yourself in chains, it's going to hit you in the face. Mm. And so us as a community, I think we are coming into trying to find out who we are, um, our boundaries, <laughs> which has been a big thing. And then honestly, the Holy spirit has to do the work. We have to be able to provide certain spaces, but we're not God and we can't play in that role of God. And I think when everything's hard and it's failing, you want to step into that role and be like, got to play God here. And so I can't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the truth. Once again, I don't know if I answered the question. I felt like I rambled a little bit. There, no, but. you you did. You did. I, I mean, I'm, I, I think through this discussion that, uh, that it's pretty obvious and evident that the kind of growth that takes place within your community is very organic and very um, relationally driven. And, uh, you know, I think that's beautiful and brilliant and such a need in just in the world right now, specifically bringing people together rather than creating ways for people to be divided. And so, um, and I think that's only going to happen through um, relationship and a common thread. And so I think like what a timely, even your name as an organization, I feel like is extremely timely because uh, we all need to find I think in the body of Christ or the church at large, the common thread among us that holds us together as a, you know, as a community, as a family that, um, you know, that it can't be broken. So simply because we're divided in some of our opinions, you know? Yeah. So you just need to explain what common thread is, Carrie, going forward. (laughs) You got it. Should have recorded that. You sent me the recording of that. (laughs) Uh, All right. So tell me, you know, what, what's your biggest challenge right now? What's the biggest hurdle in front of you guys as an organization or community? Hmm. Uh, There's a lot. I think we're, you know, up front as an organization, once again, going back to the, you're trying to find out who you are. Um, And I think you do a lot of different things during that time. And you keep a lot of things up during that time because you really don't know what's foundational and some things fail and you're like, ah, we're failures. And you go through this whole identity crisis that was wrong. And then you come into this place where you're like, no, these are foundational pieces. But during that time, you really have to, I think, start simplifying. And it's a very difficult process is to get in the simplification process and say, like, this is who we are. This is what our organization does well. And like we can create enough in that where organic things can happen in those environments, if that makes sense. It does. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We just complicate everything. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I I have found, I'm a little older than you, tap it, um, or a lot, but I I have found that um, addressing who I'm not or uh, the areas that I'm involved with or lead, identifying what we're not has been 
extreme as useful and helpful as identifying mm. who we are or who yes. I am. Um, and so I, I think, I think that's something that it, it, maybe you're just entering into that season mm-hmm. of life and, you know, as far as like maturity of the organization time-wise and, you know, so many years into it. Um, but I would say that's something that we probably need to do regularly, you yes. know, yearly uh, to, to evaluate and remind ourselves um, who we are, who we are not, you know, the areas that we lead organizations, whatever it looks like that we're, that we're involved mm-hmm. with, what is it and what is it not? And um, yes. I, I think when I was younger, I remember thinking that my greatest fear was that I would become an, an old person who doesn't listen to younger people or new ideas, you know, mm-hmm. because I was that young person that often would get, you know, turned, you know, turned away or looked at a little bit odd because I had crazy ideas and, and big dreams and those yes. kind of things. And so I think this would go, it, it's a healthy practice that you're in the middle of Nick with common thread yeah. to, you. to step back and look at and say, okay, who are we and who are we not? And, um, and to do that often, like make it part of your practice, yeah. you know, as far as being an organization, um, because who you will be next year will be different than who you are this year. And mm-hmm. that's just part of the transformation in Christ and, you know, yes. maturing, maturing in, in whatever it is that we do. And, um, and so I, I'm encouraged that you guys do that and that you're authentic in it and vulnerable to say it out loud and not say, Hey, we've got this thing figured out and we're, you know, we're killing it. And, mm-hmm. and instead you're walking in a lot of humility to say, man, we're, we're relying on Jesus and trusting him, you know, with the next right step. And yeah. so I, I think Thank that's you. brilliant and a great model for leadership for sure. Thank you, Carrie. Um, so what would you say right now is your biggest victory? Like what's your biggest celebrating mm-hmm. point that when you step back and you look at um, common thread that you're just, you know, like, yeah, this is right. This is good. Hmm. That's a great question. And then I got some long pause here. That's this great. Yeah. You know, to, I, I still, um, when I get to walk in certain spaces and see people on a day-to-day basis that I've known for years and years and years, still trying to follow Jesus, trying to be a good husband or wife, a good mom, dad, and just doing it. I'm just like, that's got to be the biggest victory. It's not so much, it's not about, this business or this ministry or it's just uh, to get to walk in and see those people doing that is incredible. Yeah. And so it's not like this grandiose like victory. It's just the, the, that's the, that would be the biggest just to be able to see that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And and I would dare to say that, you know, to remind all of us that that is the greatest victory is the people like that, that we, you know, we're called to love God and love others. And so, uh, and, and that, that, that is, that is the crowning jewel in it all. Right. It's not, yeah. you know, the list of how many are the what ifs or the what's or the who, you know, it's the, it's the faces and the, and the stories and the lives um, yeah. 
of people who are, you know, seeking to know God and make him known. I mean, that's the whole point. Right. And so, right. <laughs> um, so one thing that you wrote down uh, a Uh-oh. while back in your application process for shark tank for adventures, no. one of the things that you wrote down under, um, passion, there was like a passion header. You wrote this sentence and I just, I just really love it. And I'd love to hear just a little bit more about it. Um, and then we'll wrap up the conversation. You said, our hope is that the world will see a people that love relentlessly, care for the poor, and leverage every resource they are given for the glory of God. And so um, I think that's a beautiful statement. Uh, just tell, tell me a little bit about your heart behind that statement. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I just, I think that, you know, God gave us all kinds of different gifts, whether it's a breath in a day, money, friends, houses, uh, you name it. He, he gives us things and he's always listening to, you know, he's always near to us and he's like, how intentional do you want to be? And like, I bless you in that. And so um, I bless you to have good things. Um I bless you to give good things. And I just, he just doesn't take any decision that he, there's no decision that he doesn't see. And so to leverage every resource with a focus on the the margins of our world to say, like, I welcome you into this kingdom or this family of God, that this is our father. You might not have a father. You might come from brokenness, but I hope that you see the father um, and how much he loves you. So we leverage that. And, uh, the relentlessly part, it's just like that would be, we'd be a people that don't give up. Um, and I think sometimes that's held me down and changed because I'm like always just <laughs> running into a wall. But I think he's like, no, that, that involves rest too. That involves seasons of life that you better be listening and take those things. And that doesn't dichotomize against the word relentlessly. Like that is a part of this journey of knowing God relentlessly. Um, so I don't know. I think that breaks it down a little bit, but yeah, um, it comes back to capacity too. Carrie is that when you meet, when we meet a new person is just, how do we bless their life? If they ask a question about God and how they can be involved, it's like, bless that. Like, great. Yeah. We can talk through what that looks like. And, but, um, Every person has a journey and it's hard. Um, And when they can dream a little bit and be vulnerable enough to voice that, how do we bless that? Yeah. I I think that you have simplified something that we can make so complicated, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know, via systems and best practices and all of those are good and, and have its place and are right, but you've simplified it down to back to the bare bones of, of what matters most and, you know, which is leveraging everything that we have been blessed with, you know, our health, our voice, our skills, our talents, our friends, our relationships, you know, our homes, our wealth, whatever it is um, that we would leverage it to give God glory and and invest in others in every, you know, manner that we can. And I think, you know, we, we overcomplicate that so often, 
you know, especially people who are visionary, big dream <laughs> dreamers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really comes down to, you know, something as simple as inviting people to your table yes. or asking someone how you can help them accomplish, you know, the dream that God's put inside of them and then leveraging your own gifts and skill sets to, to help in whatever way you can. And so um, I love what Common Thread is doing. I think it's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. And um, is there anything else that you want to share with people who are listening as we wrap up this conversation? Nah, I think, yeah, just saying thankful for you and this conversation. Um, and I just bless people in their journey. Um, I think just going back to that next right step of when God lays something on your heart, be vulnerable enough to take the next step. So, and share it. Yeah, that's good. If people want to learn more about Common Thread or connect with you, Nick, how would they do that? Yeah, um, you can email me. Um, it's nick at commonthread.org. Um, you can also go to our website, commonthread.org. Doing some changes on that right now, adding some things. Um, so might be down. So if not, just email me. Or you can go to info. You can email info at commonthread.org. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nick. It's been an honor to have you on the Future Church podcast. Um, And I really pray that the Lord blesses, continues to bless the things that you guys put your hands to and the relationships that you're building in the community that ultimately point to Jesus. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. Appreciate you.